You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest with us, uh, Nir Bashan. And Nir is going to talk to us about how to be more creative in the real estate industry, whether it's um, on the investment side, how to more creatively look at um, financing and other aspects in real estate deals, um, or on the property management side, which he's had experience in, or development side. Um, so we're going to talk about, you know, more from a high level business perspective, but we'll always you always go back to our bread and butter, which is what, you know, I'm passionate about, which is apartment investing. So Nir, welcome to the show. And, and Nir is a world-renowned creativity expert. And you know, he's taught thousands of leaders and individuals around the globe uh, how to harness the power of creativity to improve profitability, increase sales, you know, improve customer service, and ultimately create more meaning in their work. And Nir has actually spent the past two decades working on a specific formula and he just came out with the book uh, I believe it's called the creator mindset correct yep yep the creator mindset my mindset yep so and that just came out in April so I wanted to talk about that book and um, you know he's also sold uh, you know several entertainment properties so I want to hear more about that um, and let's let's dive into it so how you doing here thanks for coming on Oh, good, Anthony. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. Great. So uh, hopefully uh, um, your bio, uh, I did you some justice there. Ah. Um, I definitely want to hear about, you know, your experience. Also, another fun fact about Nier, he's an Emmy, uh, a Clio Award winner. What's a, what's a Clio Award winner? A Clio is the advertising, like, you know, um, Oscars. So they get together every year. It's like a big thing. It used to be on TV. Um, and, you know, you watch commercials that, you know, were the best commercials of the year, the best ads of the year, the funniest ads, you know, um, that kind of stuff uh, from around the world. And uh, it's a kind of a cool organization. They've been around 100-something years, so it's kind of cool. That's awesome. So, so you know, talk to us about your book. And I know you just released it in April, so it's relatively new. and basically once COVID hit. So I want to um, hear more about it and what inspired you to write it and um, how is, how has it been helping people? Yeah, for sure. So the, the book actually came out yesterday, um, August oh. 4th. Yeah. It was supposed to come out in April, but as you know, as you and your listeners probably know, the best laid plans uh, sometimes don't exactly, uh, you know, happen and COVID and all that stuff through, you know, our industry into a whole sort of, you know, whirlwind. And I'm sure, you know, your listeners don't need me to tell them that. Um, but basically, the book is about how to be creative in any business, doesn't matter really what you do. And a lot of the gut reaction that I get, Anthony, when I say, hey, you know, I'm going to help you become creative is first, you know, people generally say, nah, we don't want to be, you know, we're not artists. We don't want to be playing a trumpet and that kind of stuff. We want to, you know, do well in business. What is this creativity stuff? 
you know? And so that's usually the gut, the first gut. And then the second gut reaction I get is like, uh, Nir's going to make us buy some expensive stuff. You know, he's a consultant, right? So he's going to come aboard and make us buy all this stuff or hire all these people. And, you know, um, all I want to do is figure out, you know, some tools to get me to the next stage. And the book is really not about the why uh, you should be creative. It's about the how. There's 92 tools in there. It meant to be something that people can read no matter what they do, literally encircle it and try the ideas in their businesses and in their careers and see if some of these things start to work for them. That's awesome. So can you talk about some of those ideas and uh, because, you know, a lot of, um, people in the commercial real estate industry uh, are creative and it's usually, usually from what I've noticed, it's, it's more in one or two different ways. Um, they're really good at, you know, uh, fine, you know, figuring out the fine best financing um, for uh, a deal or, um, you know, they're really good at property management. How can you kind of be creative, um, you know, all around, um, you know, that that's something that, you know, I, I definitely want to discuss. Yeah, for sure. So Anthony, here's the thing, right? Um, we have been overly stimulated on the analytical side of our mind for far too long, right? It's what we learn in school. It's what we, you know, when you and I were, were in kindergarten, right? You were drawing a tree and it was pink and I was drawing a tree and it was purple. And the teacher came up to us and said, Anthony, you know, trees aren't pink. And so, eventually throughout life, you kind of get it beaten out of you, man. There's no other way to describe it. And here we are, we are now out of school, we're out of the military, and we're working in commercial real estate, in uh, residential real estate, whatever whatever business you're in, in, in real estate, but really in anything. And we've stopped really thinking of things creatively using the creative side of our mind because we have overdeveloped the analytical side. So for me, creativity is about leaving no stone unturned. It's not about music and it's not about art. Okay. That's like one tiny little percent, 0.5% of the creative spectrum is art. Okay. Let's get it out there. 0.5% of the creative spectrum is artwork. Uh, I'm talking about the 95, yeah, the 99.5%, the other stuff. The other stuff is um, your pipeline, the whole, the whole route through, right? It's operations, it's um, finance, it is, uh, you know, um, every single touch point of the organization. And so I think something that people in the commercial real estate and uh, residential real estate business um, can really benefit from learning about creativity is that creativity really involves looking at your business, every facet of your business and figuring out where you can be more creative. I'll give you an example. I did a, uh, uh, a keynote uh, for a residential real estate group, but it was mixed. There was some commercial uh, developers, so on and so forth. Um, I think this was now in February, maybe in January. It was like a month or two before the whole COVID thing hit. 
Um, and, you know, I, I did my hour presentation and my favorite is having, you know, people come up to me afterward, right? And so I had a lady come up to me afterward. She's like, Nir, I'm a really, you know, I'm a commercial, blah, blah, blah. I have this many employees and, you know, this kind of thing. I do really well. I was like, great. You know, that sounds wonderful. She's like, yeah, but I, you know, I really want to be more creative and I think I'm doing it right. So listen, this is what I'm doing. And then she was like, blah, 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 the listing. And then I'm moving the listing. And then this is this, the listing. And look at all these ideas that I have. I have so many ideas, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, hold on time out. I said, you know, a lot of your ideas have to do with one specific niche. Have you looked at anything else in the pipeline of service that you give to, um, you know, to your client? And she was like, no, I thought creativity was taking really great pictures for the listing. And I thought creativity was, you know, how I write the listings and so on and so forth. I said, yeah, that's part of it, you know, but it's not the whole thing. You're missing out many really good opportunities. Um, and she was like, well, you know, Redfin and all these people are killing us. I said, okay, have you thought about that creatively? She's like, they're, they're, they're running the margins down. I said, well, what are you doing creatively to start to look at that? And I could see a shift, Anthony, like, Kind of like, you know, she had accepted, and most of us do it. We just kind of accept that the market has changed, and we're like, eh, oh, well, we're trying to do our best. But my job is to help educate people, no matter who you are, to start to look at those changes and see opportunity. I don't want people to, to just go, oh, well, they're, you know, operating on a different margin system, and, and that's it. I want people to look at those things and start to come up with ideas. Now, Creativity is something that is as unique to you as it is to me, as it is to that woman. Nobody practices creativity the same. All I can do is help you awaken your latent creativity that you had since childhood, but then it's up to you to start solving these problems. So I asked her, what about the margin is bothering you? She's like, well, they make more money there. I said, yeah, but what else? She's like, it's just, you know, they don't provide a good service. It's all online. And, and again, Anthony, this is her thing, right? Your thing's going to be different. Your listeners are going to be different, but I want you to start thinking about it. And so she started to think about it. And we got really creative. She started to look at these, you know, Redfin type companies and decide, you know, maybe I'll launch a low, lower service sort of uh, entity, or maybe I will not compete with them at all and move into the really high end, high service uh, portion of the market, so on and so forth. I could see her getting excited about creativity, not just in terms of how good the pictures will be for the listing, but she started to really think about her pipeline and leave no stone unturned in terms of how to inject creativity into every step. Got it. So a lot was said there. So are there, you know, and you gave a lot of specific and, and great examples. Could you talk about any specific formulas that can guide my listeners that are from your book or, you know, any sort of practices to, you know, help guide uh, professionals in a, in a more creative and, and, and better, um, you know, better a better route um as, is there any like rules of thumb um I'm a, I'm a big you know pen and paper guy and i always take notes and is there any rules i can kind of refer back to um in order to help definitely so one of the rules that i have uh, one of the tools that i have is that everyone's born creative we talked about that a little bit understanding that you were born creative gives you 
an amazing ability to kind of lessen the load of having to get it right all the time with your analytical side and you know the ability to understand that you don't need to be a musician or an artist to be creative right we've established that the second thing that i want your listeners to understand is that they need to start listening to their gut and you know anthony this isn't sort of new age stuff this isn't about aligning your chakras or really, you know, the seven tones of Solomon or whatever. If you're into that, then that's fantastic. But so many of us in business today don't listen to our gut. And that gut is literally telling you what to do, right? It's when you drive by that, you know, uh, that lot in, uh, you know, out, just outside of Jersey. And you're like, you know, that would make a great blank. And you shove it down. You go, ah, forget it. You know, if it made such a great blank, then somebody would have done it by now, right? It's like a disease, man, that, that we have where we come up with an idea and the analytical side just squashes it down. These ideas are our childhood creativity, our gut, trying to tell us what we need to do. And sometimes there's gems in there, right? Sometimes they're kind of wacky ideas that, that require a little bit of time to, to mature or whatnot. Um, but sometimes I would say that there is amazing potential in those ideas, but we don't listen to them. So I want your listeners to not throw away the analytics. That got you where you are now. And, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably doing pretty well, right? I don't want you to throw away your analytics. I want you to combine it with your creativity. Listen to your gut. Listen to what your gut is telling you and sort of understand that that gut is creativity trying to get out into the world and trying to guide you to where you need to go. That is awesome. Um, how could people find a copy of your book and learn more about you to, you know, understand, you know, uh, kind of unlock your creativity um, even more? For sure. So I'm on, there's like three of us in the entire world. My name is Nir Bashan, N-I-R-B-A-S-H-A-N. So you're going to stumble on me. Um, I am, you know, nearbashan.com. I have an online community where people are asking questions of how to become more creative. Um, C-suite all the way down to, you know, interns are on there. And, um, you know, the book is on Amazon. Um, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound, wherever you like to buy books, it's around. It's in wide release. McGraw-Hill Business uh, had, had published it. It's being translated into two languages, and it's available on audiobook. If any of this sounds good to you, I'd, I'd love to hear from your listeners. Oh, that is great. And the reason I ask is because, you know, that Creator Mindset um, book, you know, there's 92 tools that you recommend. So, I know you, you spoke about listening to your gut and um, a couple other practices. Are there any other, you know, um, secrets you can share with my listeners um, to kind of get a preview of that book, um, you know, before purchasing? Sure thing. Yeah. Something I see a lot in, in, and I love giving keynotes in the real estate business and consulting because I, I just, I think it's such a vibrant and amazing business, right? It's so tangible. A lot of businesses I, I work with are business to business stuff that you would never see, but I think real estate has a amazing potential to really impact people's lives. And I love how sort of public facing, you know, are the, the real estate businesses. Um, Little Victories is a tool that I see lacking in the real estate field, 
right? What is a little victory? A little victory is understanding the little goals along the way and understanding that those little goals are precious and super worthwhile. I think a lot of us in the real estate business get a bit blinded by the end goal, right? We're developing, we want to open doors and get, you know, people into apartments. We are, you know, uh, redoing a house or whatnot and we want, you know, people to get into the house. We're flippers or whatnot. We stop to understand that those little victories along the way, Anthony, are telling us amazing things, right? But we're not listening to them. Why? Because we're blinded by the big victory, which is an analytical construct. The little victory is all about those little things that happen to you along the way, right? So let's say, let's say this, right? You are a developer of, you know, apartment buildings. You buy them, you fix them up, and you sort of either offload them or keep them in a portfolio. Fantastic, right? You notice that you love fourplexes, right? And you love to do, um, you know, sort of this uh, 50s modern sort of thing with them and you have like a rhythm that you do. Um, yet, you know, if you're not buying them you know, in a fourplex or sixplex or something like that, uh, you, you tend to go, yeah, you know, uh, that's not really my thing. What, what I like to think about is the little victories that got you to where you are. Maybe you shouldn't buy a sixplex. Maybe you shouldn't buy the 20 unit. Maybe you should stick to what you're really, really good at. I'll give you an example. There was a ice cream salesman, right? Kind of unrelated uh, field, but very interesting story. And this ice cream salesman, was thinking, I want to get rich, so I'm going to sell more ice cream machines. Volume is an analytical construct. So he started to try to sell more ice cream machines, but there's only so many ice cream machines you could sell in the business. One day he saw there was a restaurant that ordered, you know, a bunch of them, and they kept ordering them because they were breaking. They were using them so much. So he went down there and kind of saw what the restaurant looked like, saw a line out the door, and stood in line, waited, got to the counter, had a burger, and it was the best hamburger he's ever had in his life, right? And he was like, you know what? This is a little victory. This is telling me that maybe I should change my path a little bit. And what ended up happening was he was, you know, Ray Kroc, and the restaurant that he founded was McDonald's. Had he had stayed in the ice cream business, he would have, you know, he would have made, you know, maybe a splash, maybe not, and sort of went on his way. But he was able to piece those little victories together to set him on a different road. I want your listeners, whether they're investors or, you know, developers, whatever they do in real estate, to start piecing together their little victory, then see where it's guiding them. If it's guiding you to fourplexes, then that's what you should be doing. You should be the king or the queen of the fourplex, right? You should own it. You should love it. That should be your niche. Those little goals, in combination with listening to your gut, Anthony, are going to tell you exactly what your niche is in the market. Awesome. No, that's great. Uh, definitely want to get my hands on one of the books. Uh, for our listeners, that book is called The Creator Mindset. And the author that we have on the show is Nir Bashan. And you can pick that up. You said on Amazon, correct? Is there any other yeah, ways to get it? Everywhere you buy books. Great. And he's got a website, nirbashan.com, where you can find um, the book as well. And find more about uh, Neil, as he mentioned, he's, uh, Neil, he's a keynote speaker, um, as well as a consultant and uh, workshop conductor. Um, so definitely reach out to Nir. Um, I will be putting a link to his website and book in the iTunes description, as well as in all social media uh, posts on our platform. 
Um, so time is winding down a little bit now, Nir. I um, want to thank you for coming on our show and uh, hopefully we'll have you again in the near time future. Yeah, I would love to be back. Thanks, Anthony. Take care, Nir. Bye, sir.